0: Hey, Vision Builders. I'm so excited because I want you to meet Benny Lopez. He and his wife and two daughters who are five and one are new to Nebraska. They moved here this past October from Washington State. But Benny's originally from LA. He has a pretty cool story that I'm gonna have him share with you. But it led him to actually working in corrections in a jail as a chaplain for about 12 years in LA working with the Dream Center. He then started working for Prison Fellowship, which led him to the great state of Nebraska, where it's, of course, colder and windier than you probably want it to be. But we're so grateful that you're here. We're grateful that you're a part of the Christ Place family. And so I would just love for people to get to know you, Benny. And so hopefully I didn't butcher kind of my little introduction for you. But can you just tell us a little bit um, about your journey?
1: Sure. Um, well, you know, I you know was born and raised in L.A., Um, I was raised, uh, you know, in a Christian home. Uh, My parents were both, uh, you know, pastors of a four-square church and uh, here in, you know, America and then also in Mexico. So uh, as a child, you know, I grew up knowing, you know, you know, the things about God and uh, just, uh, uh, you know, seeing, you know, my parents uh, meet the needs of others, you know, and but at the age of 13 is when uh, you know, there was there was a conflict within my soul uh, where, you know, there was a pull, you know, because uh, we were raised in a neighborhood that was really, uh, uh, you know, high in crime. Uh, it was high on, on gang activity. So, um, it, it, you know, my friends, you know, a lot of my friends from school, you know, became part of that gang. And so, uh, you know, there was a pull between, you know, like good and evil, you know. It's not, I mean, do I want to... You know, you know, still keep going with my parents, serve God, but but then at thirteen is when I uh, first started to hang out with my friends, and that's when I was introduced to uh, drugs, and uh, from there, you know, that just kept going, and so until the age of twenty three, um, uh, see, almost died of uh, my second overdose at twenty three, uh, on uh, cocaine and meth, um, and so right after that, I wish I could say that I started serving God, but I, no, I didn't, um, I still try to get high, but it wasn't the same anymore. Uh, so I was on that journey, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, God just had me on that leash and just pulling me and pulling me in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, you know, finally, you know, 25 is when I, you know, committed my life to the Lord. And so, uh, since, uh, that was 95 since then, I just been, uh, serving God, and all capacities whether it's uh uh you know street witnessing street preaching <laughs> uh you know going to the jails um uh, worship um you know we did a lot of ministry in Skid Row uh 2010 i became a chaplain at the men's central jail in twin towers in los angeles for 12 years and uh, it was just awesome uh, uh just a time of just seeing men, you know, being delivered and set free. Yeah.
0: So good. Thank you for just sharing that and getting to testify of God's restorative and redemptive nature. And so we also know that anyone who has found themselves incarcerated, they're not beyond the grace of God. And even, you know, prison reform and everything can be such a hot topic sometimes, but it's like, Scripture tells us to remember those who are in prison. And I love partnering with Prison Fellowship because they have such. Um, tangible ways to really meet needs that aren't just surface level, but like deep. And that's where really the academy comes in. I'm pumped about this program, um, but I don't feel like very many people know about it. So talking to someone who's maybe never heard of prison fellowship or the academy, um, tell us why, I mean, because now you're hired to oversee this program at the Nebraska State Penn, like tell us all about it.
1: Uh, well, the academy is the, uh, uh, the cornerstone of prison fellowship uh, started by Chuck Colson uh, back in 1976 around there. And uh, it's been uh, like a lighthouse, you know, for many prisons, you know, within the U.S. And it's the uh, I think prison fellowship is the uh, largest nonprofit organization within the correction system, okay. you know, here in, you know, in the U.S so the academy basically uh if i want to put it into a explain it as simple as i can Mm -hmm. it's uh like a rehab home inside the prison Mm -hmm. and uh so we get to choose uh 40 men per year because it's a 12-month program and these 40 men get to live together in the same unit you know and so they get to live life together for a whole year and uh, we we have a, a curriculum that is evidence based, and it's taught throughout the whole year, and so it just goes from different topics, different phases of life. You know, uh, uh, you know, pro-social thinking versus antisocial thinking. You know, uh, criminogenic uh, you know, risk and needs, and 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 so forth. So you know, it's in, you know, it gets deeper as it goes uh, further. It gets deeper. And, uh, I've seen, uh, lots of men, uh, you know, within my training too, you know, as I went to Houston, uh, Texas to go train down there. And that's been around since the seventies, uh, you know, that program there and just seeing a lot of men, there just being set free, you know? And, and so that's my, that's my desire here for Lincoln, you know, is to see a lot of men in, uh, at the penitentiary get, uh, you know, just delivered and you know successful re-entry
0: yeah that's so good because i mean kind of alluded to this like prison ministry is not a new idea there's a lot of people who go in you know small groups one-on-one stuff like that but what is incredible that you're allowed to do it's not just um, knowledge but really living it out within community and the men it's my understanding are held to certain you know standards of living in community and taking care of each other which completely changes the culture of the prisons because obviously within the prison there is it's prison culture is a thing so we can even maybe elaborate on that a little bit of just the value of community and how you've seen even that aspect impacts um Men who sure. maybe been a part of the prison culture and then have been influenced by prison fellowship culture.
1: Yes, uh, I mean currently right now I have about thirty eight men, uh, and I would say about four of them are uh, prior you know graduates, and and so you know they come alongside of me and um, you know they want to help you know because you know it was it was a positive thing for their life. Uh, so 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 right now you know I have them as mentors. Uh, yeah, you know to the men in the you know unit and so um, I mean from what I've seen you know personally um you know I got a story about um let me see two men uh one one of them is uh, you know Jonathan you know we'll say his name is Jonathan uh he has been in prison since he was 19 now he's 36 um you know uh half of his sentence was served always in a hole because he was always attacking uh officers you know, and so he was part of a, uh, you know, you know, a prison gang. And so uh, he told me that one, I think it was last year, uh, the last time that he ended up in in the hole. And, and this was in uh, Tecumseh. Mm-hmm. So uh, he just had this revelation as to, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it just came to his, you know, just all of a sudden, you know, while he was there in the hole, he just said, what are you doing, man? You know, why are you doing this? You know, why are you messing up your life? You know, you have two children, you know, out there, you know, and it was like a voice that was talking to him and he said that at that moment um, uh, it's, you know, a Christian channel came on TV and he started watching uh, a teaching and he just got more pumped up about the change about change. And, And so his, his uh, New Year's resolution, uh, he told me was uh, and he told one of his, you know, Sally's that he wanted to uh, uh, change, you know, for the better for his children and also learn more about the Bible. Hmm. And so he applied for prison fellowship. But because of his background, uh, Intel had had, a, a, you know, uh, said no you know, to him. But, uh, you know, we fought for him, you know, me and the unit manager fought for him because we saw you know, a big change in his life you know, in his attitude and he, you know, he was working and he was, you know, doing all kinds of things just to, you know, prove that he, you know, that he was a better person, you know, that he was becoming this better person. So, you know, we went to the warden and, and finally, you know, we were able to override that decision. And now he's in the program and he's one of the students that is participating and just doing well, you know, and I'm seeing a bright future for him. Yeah. I
0: love it. I'm just so grateful that, um, he had somebody to advocate, you know, for him. And I feel like that's what you're doing for a lot of these men who want to just be better. And, but I think it's interesting because you talked about this application and, you know, there's so many programs Is what I'm always told that in people I've even, you know, have friends who were previously incarcerated, who'd say, Oh, I would just go to it because like it it gave me something to do, you know? So very casual commitment, where this is not a casual commitment. So can you talk a little bit more about um how the 40 get chosen
1: for this uh well they you know they go through a uh you know application process and then uh we sit down with them and interview them uh we try to find out if they're really uh um you know ready for a change as well you know we have to you know know how to read them as well you know or or have the gift of discernment as we would say in the church you know uh so uh and then plus that uh i think I get a lot of feedback from uh, the unit manager, the caseworkers, and they're able to also to give me uh, tons of information, you know, on the individual, whether, hey, you know, they've been working, they've been staying away from this group, they've been, uh, you know, showing signs, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and then one of the things too that I see is uh, uh, if they're going to be pests. So like if, if, if they're constantly coming up to me, you know, when I'm there and they're like, hey, you know, have I been approved? You know, it's like, uh, so you know, I had this one guy that I I think like twelve times, you know, he came up to me all the time, you know, it's like, hey, you know, where's my application? Is you know, is my application approved? Is it approved? I really want to get into this program. So, you know, when I see that, I see somebody that's that's really, really, really pressing in for change, you know, and they really want to become a part of, you know, the program. So it's a twelve month program, you know, once they get in, uh, there are community rules. They have to uh, live by those rules in community. Uh, You know, uh, no fighting, uh, no cussing. uh, um, See, not being disrespectful towards me or towards those who are participants as well, uh, or to the staff. Uh, They have to abide by, of course. You know the you know DOC regulations as well too. Um, See, so so they're held at a higher standard. And they know it, you know, yeah. and they know it. And so, and so you know, every time that I go inside I'm, uh, and I see them, you know, some of them come to my office and they're like, man, this is getting hard. You know, it's getting hard because, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, and so then we sit down and we talk about it. And, and, uh, and so then they come to like realize, okay, yeah, this is, this is part of the journey. This is part, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes, yeah. but it means that you're going to own up to them. And it means that you're going to be able to realize, Hey, you know, what I did was wrong and how can I correct it? You know? And so, yeah, it's a, it's a tough program.
0: Yeah. No, which makes it worthwhile for sure. And so obviously you have such great access to all of the men you have previous graduates who are also helping mentor, but that's still like a lot. And so as um, the church does want to get more involved with helping see the success of this program. What does it look like for someone to get involved with um, the academy with the prison fellowship? Well,
1: um, yeah, that's what we're looking for right now because uh, uh, you know the prison is allowing uh, volunteers to come back in, and so uh, what a volunteer, you know, it's you know somebody that would be interested in uh, doing some classes because you know apart from my classes, you know that I do during the day or like in the morning. Uh, there are two courses uh, that need to be taught uh, by volunteers, and that is Alpha and Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, prison fellowship, um, say, you know, if you are uh, you know, approved, say, by, you know, prison fellowship through the process of prison fellowship and then through the process of the DOC, then uh, prison fellowship will train you uh, to become that facilitator you know, so, so, you know, you don't have to have any type of, uh, uh, uh I mean, it would be nice if you had a background in both, both of, you know, Alpha and Celebrate Recovery, but okay. if you don't, um, uh, you know, and, but you're apt to teaching and you love, facil- you know, facilitating and, and just, uh, you know, being around, uh, people, then, uh, you know, you're a great candidate for that and Prison Fellowship will train you. So so what they would have to do is is uh, say if they get in contact with me, mm-hmm. then I can get their name and their email, and then I will you know give that to our operations specialist, and she will go ahead and do all the work from there on mm-hmm. and, and and she will get everybody that's uh, you know interested in you know getting uh, you know going with the applications.
0: Yeah, no, that's great because I know it can feel a little maybe intimidating to get involved with this um, type of serving, but I also know that Prison Fellowship does things with such excellence and will make sure you know everything is done correctly, trained correctly, and really um, at the end of the day, there is that spirit empowerment. I believe that the Lord's going to call people to, um, to move and to walk in this way, and I know as a church, we would love to be able to partner with you. Um, in more ways than just on the weekends with our Sunday worship services, but um, believing that the Lord's going to call people to, to serve in this way to make a greater impact. So um, we love what you're doing. Super grateful for you and your family, like I said, to have you guys at Christ's Place. And thank you for taking time um, today to share a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing.
1: Oh um, uh, no, Thank you, Ashley, you know, for uh, just, you know, partnering with us. And, um, uh, you know, it's a great thing that, you know, because I know that God just led us to, you know, uh, you know, Christ's place. And it's it's an awesome church.